Welcome back to the Damon Glenn Show. Welcome back to the 2019 ACC kickoff event. Dabo Sweeney of Clemson is going to join us next hour. We can now call him a two-time national champion, a regular guest on our program. He will be seeking his sixth ACC football title overall. And yes, it would be, if the Tigers do it again, a fifth straight ACC football championship. Dabo next hour. Scott Satterfield, formerly of App State, now with Louisville, also next hour. This hour will include Dave Clawson of Wake Forest and a guy we've spoken to the last three years in his capacity as the head coach of the Miami Hurricanes. Mark Richt did a great job at Georgia for a long time in the SEC. Went to his alma mater, of course, took over as the head coach of the Hurricanes. He is now an ACC Network analyst, as that new channel is, of course, one of the talking points here at the 2019 edition of the ACC kickoff. Launches August 22nd. Mark Richt and other familiar faces will be among the talents offered on the ACC Network. We learned earlier today that they're going to have a Friday night show called The Huddle. It'll be a two-hour preview of what's going on for ACC football teams that ensuing weekend. They're also going to have a Saturday morning kind of whip-around show where they'll take you into the tailgating lots. They'll take you into the field access aspect of a pregame as, of course, the ACC Network will be all about the ACC. Dave Clawson and Mark Richt this hour. Dabo Sweeney and Scott Satterfield next hour. We're catching up with all of the Atlantic Division coaches today. If you're looking for Mac Brown of Carolina, David Cutcliffe of Duke, or any of the Coastal coaches, of course, they are here tomorrow on day two of the ACC's annual kickoff event. Darren Vaught, producer extraordinaire, is on site with me here in Charlotte. Interns Tommy and Sam are also with us back at the studio in Raleigh. We have a cast of dozens pushing the right buttons and splicing up the audio for purposes of accsports.com and our podcasts where we post every hour of our show on our Twitter handle, at David Glenn Show. For those who can't always catch us during the live portion of the program, we understand that, we respect that, and we're happy to have you with us in any capacity. Darren Vaught with me. Do you remember, as I compared earlier in the show, just to launch us, it is absolutely true, don't anybody let you tell, tell you otherwise, that this last six-year six year stretch is the greatest in, what it, in a conference that is now turning 67 years old, basically, okay? I mentioned the 2016 season as the greatest in ACC history, and I'm telling you, you can either spend the last 32 years of your life researching such things as I have, or you can just take my word for it. It's the best football season in the history of the ACC. Why do I bring it up? Well, the question earlier was, what's the real ACC in football? Is it last year, Clemson wins it all, Syracuse has 10 wins, but nobody else was great. A lot of good teams, nobody else was great. Or is it 2016 where, man, it was crazy. Clemson wins it all. Lamar Jackson wins the Heisman Trophy. Uh, five teams finished in the national top 25. Mitch Trubisky and Deshaun Watson were two ACC quarterbacks among the top dozen picks in that year's NFL draft. By every measure, you win it all as a league through Clemson. Remember, three of the last six People forget Jimbo Fisher's Florida State team in 2013. Three of the last six national champions in football are from the ACC. Nine of the last 19 in basketball are from the current ACC members. So half the time, literally, in football, three out of six, not as long. Nine out of 19, almost half the time. The question becomes, can the ACC in football come close to resembling what ACC basketball has been for actually most of its 66-year history, right? He... If I, you're not paid. You didn't create the ACC Sports Journal. I won't be mad at you if you don't know all the answers to these questions. Good. But if you were asked, well, why can't the ACC in football in 2019 
be like it was in 2016. I mean, seriously, like, you still have your bingo card, and I don't think anybody <laughs> has said we're young at some key positions yet. Uh, we have heard that this league does not get enough respect as a, a football league. Right. Does anybody have five in a row yet? I don't <laughs> think so. Tommy or Sam, raise your hand if you have five diagonally <laughs> or horizontally or vertically. Not, not five in a row yet. Remember, the center square is a free space, yeah. so we all have a chance to build upon that. <laughs> um, in 2016, this freaks me out, and this is part of why you can't just assume that 2016 is going to be the new ACC football. Even if you're celebrating these great NFL numbers and the arrival of the ACC network and Dabo's dynasty at Clemson and all the rest. Flashback, who was the Florida State football coach? As the Seminoles were, they didn't win at all, but in, in my magical 2016, the second best team in the league was Florida State, but not under their current coach. Right. Now, I know you know who that is. It's Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher. What did Dave Doran just say about the importance of the ACC network? One of the reasons we as football coaches care, or as athletic departments care, about the new ACC network, kind of narrowing the gap a little bit, is that you get to retain your good coaches, and, and the head coaches get to retain their assistant coaches with more money. Plus, you upgrade your facilities. Well, what happened? Texas A&M, I know it's not the only reason Jimbo left Florida State, but that's a national championship coach. When we think national championship coach, Jim Beheim didn't leave Syracuse in basketball, right? Uh, Rick Pitino left Louisville, but because he was fired, all right? Kay didn't leave Duke as a five-time national champion. Roy hasn't left Carolina, nor will he as a three-time national champion. Tony Bennett ain't leaving UVA anytime soon. You don't expect the national championship coach in the ACC signature sport, or most of the others for that matter. You win a national title there, you're, you've reached the promised land. This is the holy grail. It is the top of the mountain. You don't leave. Florida State saw its national championship coach leave. Bobby Bowden didn't leave. That's, a, that's an alarm bell. And again, for those who don't know the Jimbo story, it is more complicated than Texas A&M is a $200 million athletic department and backed up the Brinks truck, and I've never seen a bigger contract. S guaranteed. Ten years, $75 million, every dollar guaranteed. Of course, money's central to that. Okay, so you remembered Florida State was an essential part of the ACC's best season ever in football. It was number two. They finished in the top ten. So under Jimbo, they finished in the top ten. Willie Taggart. Florida State's current coach is coming off a 5-7 and seven season where the Seminoles' 36-year bowl streak ended. Yeah. That's not a slight contrast. Let's build on this. Do you remember in 2016 who was the head coach at Georgia Tech? It was Paul Johnson. That's correct. Now, P.J. didn't have a great year that year, if I remember correctly. In 2016, oh, yeah, they had, they had a nine-win season. That's pretty good. Not top 25, but a pretty good season. What does Paul Johnson have in common with Jimbo Fisher? He He's is, not here. He is no longer he is at, not the, here. at the ACC's <laughs> annual kickoff event. Now, PJ's probably playing a lot of golf yeah. and travel. We're going to get to a point with, a, with Mark Richt that we can't say that for a coach yeah, right? who's no longer the conference he's, he's, it was then. Paul Johnson loves to play golf. He loves to travel <laughs> the world with his wife. He has a daughter who's an amazing singer, so I'm sure he's doing all that. He's no longer an ACC head football coach. Right. So as you ask the question, and I think it's a fair one to ask. Everybody knows I'm not an ACC hater. I call it the best basketball league all the time, and here I am touting the last six years as the best ever for ACC football in terms of a stretch, and 2016 is the greatest single season ever. There's no hater in me at all. I'm just looking at the facts. Dabo is still at Clemson, right? But Jimbo's not at Florida State. 
And Paul Johnson, who took the Yellow Jackets to the ACC title game, is not at Georgia Tech. And Larry Fedora, I know a lot of Carolina fans are happy that he's gone. In the magical 2016 season, you know who Larry Fedora was? He was the guy who the previous year took the Tar Heels to the ACC title game and won 11 games. And in this 2016 magical year of depth behind the national champion 2016 Clemson Tigers, Florida State's also in the top 10. Miami under whom is also in the top 25? That was Mark Rick. That's correct. Our next guest here at the <laughs> ACC kickoff event. So what is Paul? What Paul Johnson was part of the 2016 success. Yeah. Jimbo Fisher was part of the 2016 success. Mark Richt was part of the 2016 success. Bobby Petrino had Louisville in the top 25 and produced Lamar Jackson as the yep. Heisman winner. Uh, what does he have in common with the rest of these dudes? No longer here. Not at the ACC kickoff event. <laughs> Again, Davo is still here, and that we all know that's the anchor. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. But I just named, what is that, Petrino. I, again, Bobby, some Louisville fans are glad he's gone. Last year was a train wreck. He got fired before the season even ended. That's how much of a train wreck it was. Some Carolina fans, again, happy Larry Fedora's gone. He was part of that magical two-year run for the Tar Heels. What was that, a combined 19 wins? Yeah. When you watch the Tar Heels go like three and nine, 11 wins followed by eight wins doesn't sound so bad after all, right? But that crashed. That came crashing back to earth. So the magical 2016 season still has Dabo, still has actually Justin Fuente had just arrived at Virginia Tech. He, he took the Hokies to the ACC title game that year. But the majority of the coaches that helped the ACC to that special season, not here. Now, among those who are here, can Scott Satterfield do at Louisville what Bobby Petrino did in his good years? You know, double-digit wins sometimes. Heisman Trophy winner. Can Willie Taggart do at Florida State what any combination of Bobby Bowden and Jimbo Fisher did? They were both national championship coaches. Two for Coach Bowden. In these other examples, can Manny Diaz do what Mark Richt did at Miami? I don't know the answers to those questions. Do you? Like, do you have a favorite? If we're in Vegas right now... Can Scott Satterfield put aside these guys' bad years? They did happen, too. But 2016 was the perfect storm. Clemson won it all. Florida State's top 10. Hokies, Hurricanes, Cardinals are also top 25. And guess what? Pitt had eight wins. Georgia Tech had nine wins. Carolina had eight wins. NC State had a winning record. Wake had a winning record. Boston College had a winning record. I mean, that's incredible depth. It was the greatest season in the history of ACC football. So where's your money? Does Satterfield overachieve as compared to not Petrino's bad year, but his body of work? Does Manny Diaz do better moving forward than Mark Rick's three-year tenure with the Miami Hurricanes? Pick any, does Mac Brown round two do better than the Larry Fedora good times? 19 wins over two years. Does Jeff Collins do better than Paul Johnson at Georgia Tech? And nobody's betting on Willie Taggart to do what Bobby Bowden and, and Jimbo Fisher did, right? Who's your favorite in there? Who is it? The, you got to pick somebody who's now here <laughs> who was not there in 2016 as the ACC put together. Would a Dino season. Babers at Syracuse count? He was technically there, or maybe he was, that was just, the 2016 season was just before he was hired. That, that was right around when he arrived at Syracuse. Correct. Glass half full now. Sure. You're going glass half full. I'm telling you that Jimbo's gone, 
you know, Frank Beamer had only recently left Virginia Tech. Right. There's a le another living legend. Petrino, no longer at Louisville. Mark Rick, no longer at Miami. Paul Johnson, no longer at Georgia Tech. Larry Fedora, no longer at Carolina. Again, some of those might prove to be upgrades. We'll see. I like your glass half full line of thinking because do you know who was not part of the 2016 greatest season in ACC football history? I mean, obviously they were there. They just weren't good. Syracuse under Dino Babers finished last that year. Duke had a bad year under David Cutcliffe that year. And Virginia was 2-10. So I'm telling you about the reasons that maybe the ACC will have a hard time getting back to the 2016 perfect storm. You're circling the arrow pointed in the opposite direction. Because, you, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you got to like Dino now more than you like Dino at 4-8. and eight. Absolutely. You got to like Bronco Mendenhall at Virginia now more than you did when he was 2-10. and 10. No question. And David Cutcliffe ain't going 4-8 and eight very often. Right. Right. So which arrows are, have, have a greater volume, arrow up or arrow down? Because we just painted both ends of that spectrum. That's the reality. I think this year is more likely to be like last year. It's going to be hard to find the perfect storm again. Mark Richt, formerly of the Miami Hurricanes, now with the ACC Network, live. Next on the David Glenn Show, Dabo Sweeney of Clemson among those joining us in hour number three. Dave Clawson drops by in about 30 minutes from Wake Forest. We're glad you're with us on the David Glenn Show. Gary Player joining us. This morning I did 1,300 sit-ups and crunches. Wow. I pushed 300 pounds with my legs and I ran on the treadmill. You are one of the legends of golf and you've been an inspiration as a person as well. What a nice compliment and God bless America. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to The David Glenn Show. Dabo Sweeney joins us live in about 60 minutes. Dave Clausen of Wake Forest live in about 25 minutes. Scott Satterfield, our old friend from App State, will also be with us next hour, the new head coach at Louisville. And joining us now, a guy who for the last three years has given us viral gems, including the high dive somersault story the proper way to make or eat a sandwich and last year it was the hot dog delight he is now representing the acc network as an analyst former georgia bulldogs head coach the former miami hurricanes head coach mark richt welcome back to the david glenn show coach how are you going to follow that trifecta glad to be back and uh, it was actually the 10 bite sandwich there's there's a certain way to make a 10 bite and eat a 10 bite sandwich. We won't get into that. That's but a YouTube sensation still that people can look up if they want. <laughs> I think. Anyway, uh, well, I'll, let's talk about food again. All right. At the end of the year, in our quarterbacks meeting, we would always, right around Thanksgiving, matter of fact, it was Thanksgiving Day because we'd practice in the morning and have our meal afterwards. I would always go around the room, youngest to oldest. And you'd had to, you had to say what you're thankful for first. Then you had to explain how exactly do you eat your Thanksgiving meal. Okay. So some guys, in the beginning, they didn't get it. They, and I said, no, I want to know exactly where it goes on your plate. And do, do you let the food touch <laughs> each other and all that stuff. So long story short, uh, for me, uh, it starts out with white meat turkey. Good, good healthy yeah. shot of that. And then uh, you put your mashed potatoes, like a massive amount of that, right next to it. And you put put a big hole in it, and you drop about a half a stick of butter in there. Ooh. Then you cover it up, and you let it melt there for a minute. Wow. 
you hammer the corn on top of that. Then you get your stuffing on the side. Then you take your gravy and you you just cover the whole everywhere. plate everywhere. And then uh, and then you eat that, and then you roll off the chair. Hopefully, take a nap till all the dishes are done. <laughs> and then uh, then you go ahead and uh, make a turkey sandwich for lunch, so or for dinner. Any green bean casserole or, or well, cran cranberry sauce? You know or? what? You mentioned that. My mom always made a spinach souffle, which. I didn't really like much, okay? <laughs> but I would always take a dab. I'd always eat it and say, Mom, it is awesome. <laughs> and then I'd go about the rest of my business. But but over over time, I actually have grown to love the uh, spinach casserole. So. Mark Richt is joining us, ACC Network analyst. That channel launches August 22nd. Coach will be a big part of those festivities. You can follow him on Twitter, at Mark Richt. As you were being introduced on the platform today during or right. in the midst of John Swafford's presentation, the State of the Union Address, you know, they bring Mark Herzlick up there and they right. bring E.J. Manuel up there. And as yeah. they're bringing you to the platform, I'm not kidding, you yeah. guys were there to see this. Coach Rick, our guest, was described as seriously one yeah. of the nicest human beings on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> did you care? You heard that as you were walking. I did. I and, did. And, and frankly, I don't know you as well as they do, yeah. probably. But you strike me as that kind of guy as well. well Since you just mentioned mom, it feels yes. like an appropriate time yeah. to, to tell us where does the nicest guy, where does that well, guy? Well, you'd really get those rather qualities? be like, he was the greatest coach in the history of the world. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that'd have been better. Uh, but I, I don't feel bad about people thinking I'm a nice person. But I think mostly uh, the way I was raised, and then. You know, becoming a Christian uh, believer in 86, I think it was. I think you start thinking about others more than yourself. Uh, you just, I think God wants us to treat people a certain way, and that's what I try to do. How about a, you, you averaged almost 10 wins a year in the toughest conference in America right. while you were with Georgia with the nicest human being on the planet. Yeah. How about that juxtaposition? If I'd have just been a jerk, we might have won a couple more. Uh, but anyway, no, we, 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 were, we were very close in a couple seasons. Yeah. And, and if the four-team playoff format was in place the whole time I was there, we, we probably have made two or three years of that. Uh, but, you know, we, we won a lot, but we didn't win a national championship. And uh, so it was time to move on. Well, there were six top ten finishes there with the Georgia yeah. Bulldogs, a couple of top 25 finishes with your alma mater, Miami. Three years ago when we chatted, we were excited about this new chapter for right. you and your family. How do you, you're, you're, you're in your 50s. Like, you're a young man while, you know, looking tan and healthy. A yeah. couple what? months from 60, okay. <laughs> okay, you're, you're in your late 50s. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm in my early 50s. Yeah, I got all the AARP stuff, by the way. Yeah, it's all, oh, it's Are you 55 yet? No, no, right, not we, even close you, to that. It hits... When you hit 55, you really get some nice stuff. So I started. I saw a male start like around yeah. 50. Or oh yeah, so. they're grooming you. I don't know how you. it warms up. Yeah, they're grooming you. Uh, Miami fans know your answer to this, but seriously, yeah. what is it about your life, your circumstances, yeah. that made you step away from your own alma mater after yeah. three seasons? Uh, it, it just. The best way I could say it is, it was time. I knew it was time. Um, I was. Uh, by the time I was finished with. 30 years of coaching, including 15 at Georgia's head coach, that probably been, would have probably been a good time to take a break. And that was my plan to yeah, take a break. I remember that. There. Uh, but then the Miami job happened, 
And uh, I knew that job was not going to be open the next year, the next year, the next year. So it's kind of like if I want this one, it's time to go. And if we're going to do it, we're all in, you know, talking to my wife. And so within 48 hours of the Georgia thing, I'm, I'm the head coach at Miami hitting the ground running. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, I knew it was going to be a lot of heavy lifting. And, and uh, you know, I went in with my eyes open. But we, you know, I grinded hard and I did everything I could to help Miami be great again. And, um, but I probably didn't, well, I, I know I didn't take care of myself very good. I, I might have worked out 10 times in three years. Mm. Uh, but there's always something to do. Yeah. Calling plays, coaching quarterbacks, offense coordinator, head coach, fundraiser, you know, foreman on the job when the indoor is being built. I mean, just nonstop things that needed to get done, which, which again, I, I enjoyed doing, but I just, I, I basically ran, about ran out of gas. And it was, I, I didn't, the pace I was going at wasn't healthy for me. Yeah. And I knew it, and I didn't want to fake it. And I, wanted, I didn't want to give less than what I thought Miami deserved, so very made a very difficult decision to say it's time. One of the saddest days <clears throat> in my career, and I have not had many sad days, was the day Wake Forest basketball coach Skip Prosser passed away. He had become a very good friend of the program. And you just never know. I mean, take, right. take great care of yourself, poor care of yourself, or in between. You can, you right. can, any day could be the day. It's but, true. Uh, I'm glad we get many more years of you in Hopefully whatever so. capacity Thank now you. with the ACC Network, Mark Richt. Uh, since you still love your alma mater and you know the right. new head coach so well, some believe that the Hurricane, we always start with Clemson for reasons that sure. you know, but after the Tigers, right. some believe the Canes have maybe as much talent as anybody else. How do you describe right. Manny Diaz as the new right. leader of the Canes, especially? Well, I've been saying this all day. Him. I've had a few people ask me that, but um, my answer is if they ask me my opinion, what, what should we do now that you're leaving? I'd say go get Manny Diaz, um, and they did. I, it wasn't because of my suggestion, but that's what I would have suggested. I think they did the right thing. Uh, Manny, Miami's a very Manny is a very uh, smart guy. Uh, he's a very he's just a great human being. He uh, and he, he fits Miami, and Miami fits him. He grew up there. He's a Miami Hurricane fan his whole life, and uh, of course, his dad was mayor of Miami. I mean. He's a great fit for that place and vice versa. So I, I think he'll do well. A lot of things that were hindering us in the beginning, you know, two, three years ago, uh, and even prior to that, uh, a lot of things got fixed, and I think I think he'll do well. What kind of stuff got fixed? Can you share any of that? Or is that like uh, nuclear secret code type stuff? No, it's not. Uh, the stadium is not on campus, so people want to give you a hard time about that. Yeah. But after the after the dolphins put a half a billion dollars into hard rock it's it's it is a beautiful stadium yeah it's it's a positive so the stadium was negative now it's positive <clears throat> the dormitories there not good at all uh now they're going to have some of the finest dorms in in america no indoor facility the facility was not very good now everything is bright shiny brand new in process still uh strength and conditioning was understaffed uh the uh just how the boys were getting fed was not right we had no nutritionists we had no sports psychologists we had we, there's so many things we didn't have that everybody else that was playing at a very high level and developing their players in a certain way miami was not doing but they're doing it now so 
I mean, I won't be shocked for great things to happen here pretty quick. Prior to your success <clears throat> as a head coach, you, of course, were the offensive coordinator under Bobby Bowden for a long time. I believe you, you had the OC title at ECU way back when, right? Yeah, yeah. that was my first full-time job, actually, when so, I was 28. So right here in our backyard in North Carolina, it was like 1989, Coach Rick is the Pirates offensive coordinator. Now that you've seen this world from every angle, how do you describe that transition? I mean, Manny was a brilliant defensive coordinator. Yes. Nobody argues that. Right. But there is a leap, and it's a different job. Well, Manny, Manny gets the big picture. You know, if even, you know, during the time I'm there together with him the last three years, you know, certain guys, you're going to say, what do you think? Got a big decision. And, you know, everybody sees things from a different perspective, and everybody's in a different spot, too. I mean, the D coordinator may know more about the vibe of the team than the head coach does sometimes, or even your strength coach or whoever it may be. And so, but, you know, there's some, I, I value, I truly value everybody's opinion, but there's certain guys that you'll ask when it comes to the big picture items, you know, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? And Manny was a guy that I knew, saw things uh, as a head coach would see it and give me good advice. So I think he'll, I think it'll be a natural for him. Mark Richt is joining us on the David Glenn Show. Follow him on Twitter, at Mark Richt. He now represents the ACC Network after a long and distinguished head coaching and assistant coaching career. Besides Clemson, who I assume right. would be atop your power rankings yeah, in the they ACC, would. who jumps out to you as right. the, the, the other most yeah, dangerous Yeah, well, one team that won't be afraid of Clemson is Syracuse. Beat them two years ago. Took them to the, on the ropes at their place last year. Now they don't have Dungy. I mean, they, you know, there's some things that are different, but the psychology of beating a great team that everybody's like thinking they're unbeatable is to think you can beat them. So I think just for that reason, uh, they're going to be a challenge. And they play early in the year at at uh, Syracuse. And then, um, hey, coach. Hey, I'm, bra I'm, hey, I'm bragging about you right now. He Dino, can't hear me. Dino Babers of Syracuse yeah. just dropping by to yeah, say I'm, hi to Mark. I don't know if you heard me bragging about him, but <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know he was sitting right there. But uh, And then um, the other team I think is going to be very interesting is Virginia. Uh, I, li I know Coach uh, Mendenhall for a long time, uh, and I know what kind of coach he is. I know what he's building. Uh, he's building it sure. Sure foundation and, and, and methodical. And I was doing it, but he's got a quarterback who's special in my opinion. And uh, I don't know how many special quarterbacks there are in the league right now. So I, I, I they're they're my dark horse uh, in the Coastal. And, and here's the other thing, too. Somebody's going to win the Coastal, and then there's a one-game playoff yeah. Yeah. For, the, for the championship. So they only, only got to win that one game. They could be five and three, make it there. Yeah. And just win that day, be better that day, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, they're the ACC champs. So, you know, I, I think the Coastal Division probably has a better chance of a champion coming out of there than somebody knocking out Clemson. Yeah. Six in the oh, Atlantic. The last six years, six right. different champions in the Coastal. That is just crazy. Right. And the one that has it is, you know, Virginia. Virginia. And wouldn't it be seven for seven? And I, I would not be shocked if it's Virginia. Parity perfection, it would yeah, be. Yeah, that'd be at crazy. That point, right? You're with the ACC Network now. <laughs> you know, the Miami picture that you painted 
can be somewhat financially driven. It could be more of a culture thing, what was not there versus what is now there. The ACC network in part, of course, besides brilliant programming with Mark Richt and others, is designed to narrow that financial gap. Right. From your perspective as a former head coach, when you see the Big Ten sending checks worth $54 million a year, right. and the ACC is sending checks worth $29 million a year, mm -hmm. and most of that is TV money, Right. what about that financial part of this launch of the ACC well, network, it's which like is going to create millions. You, you've got Blake James, who I think is a great AD. Not a good one, a great one. He can only do so much because of finances, obviously. Um, they did everything they could do with what we had, in my opinion. I, I had no, I had no issues. I, I had nothing but praise for him and Jen Strawley and everybody in the administration. But now, if you have more resources to put towards this, that, or the other, and you, you, you still have to consider other sports, obviously. Yeah. You can't just only do football. But as we all know, if Miami football does great, everybody everybody does great at Miami. And it, and it helps the league, too. So uh, that having that money is a way to get your program where you want it. And, and usually the, the beauty of college football is when you're pouring resources into your program to try to win what you're really pouring it into your players how can we help the players develop into the best player they could possibly be and so most of the resources go into blessing them and um, so that's going to be good for the players too mark richt is a youtube sensation check out the somersaults from the high dive platform he is a social media sensation including last year's hot dog delight he knows how to make and eat a sandwich in 10 bites. And now he has given us a great Thanksgiving dinner question to boot. So you're four for four, Coach. Thanks for the visit on the David Glenn Show. Hope I'll you enjoy broadcasting. Yeah, we, we hope. <laughs> we, we hope. You won't get fired, right? <laughs> well, I don't think. I don't know. It's I could lower, blow it. Is it a lower? I got, I got a two-year deal, <laughs> it's, so. <laughs> it's a lower-risk occupation. Uh, well, I would think so, yeah. No <laughs> Thanks, doubt. Coach. Good All right, guys. It. Mark Richt of the ACC Network, formerly of the Georgia Bulldogs, the Miami Hurricanes, even the Florida State Seminoles, and the ECU Pirates, among others, as an assistant coach. Always fun. I'll, I'll give him four for four. He's four for four as a live guest here on the David Glenn Show. All right, we still have Dave Clawson to come from Wake Forest later this hour, Dabo Sweeney of Clemson in hour three, Scott Satterfield of Louisville as well. It is Atlantic Division today, Atlantic Division Day today, and we're back after this on the David Glenn Show. Kurt Busch is joining us, 38-year-old champion of the Daytona 500. Well, I went out with Gronk last night after uh, after we won the race. Did you really? Was, it was fun. Got about an hour's sleep. I asked him, I go, hey, when do you have to report to training camp? He goes, July. I said, well, we can't be friends because i got to <laughs> go back to racing. Stay with us on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Dave Clawson's going to be with us on the other side. Dabo Sweeney in hour three. Scott Satterfield now of Louisville also next hour. Quickly on Coach Clawson from the Demon Deacons. There is no more crystal clear body of work slash resume for any coach that we have followed over the years than his, and I mean at multiple schools. Bottom line, he shows up at Fordham 20 years ago. Obviously a lower level program. They lost a lot. Then they won a little. And then by Fordham standards, they won a bunch. He gets to Richmond. They lost at the very beginning, a lot. 
then they won a little, then they won a lot, and he got the Spiders to the national semifinals at the FCS division. Then he went to Bowling Green. They lost at the beginning. Then they won a little, and then a little Bowling Green in the Mid-American Conference wins 10 games, one of their better seasons in school history. Do you see the trend? He gets to Wake Forest in 2014. They lost at the beginning. Back-to-back -back three and nine. Then they won a little, seven and six, and then eight wins, etc. But three straight bowl games, three straight bowl wins, and now maybe Dave Doran can take, I mean, now maybe Dave Clawson can take them one more step up that ladder, just as he clearly did at Fordham and Richmond and Bowling Green. The head coach of the Demon Deacons, Dave Clawson, next on the David Glenn Show. Mike Lupica, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Sports used to be called the toy department, and I said, look at the political scene, and, and, and tell me that's any more real or, or more serious than what we see. When people say, oh, stick to sports, well, who passed that law? You're listening to The David Glenn Show.